Sunday morning. Yes, welcome to Science Genius Girls. It's our fourth podcast. Fifth. Today. Fifth. Wow. Yes. Mm-hmm. We're just cruising along. I know. Yay. And um, our motivation for getting through this podcast, which we enjoy doing, is that we're going shopping today. That's right. It's a beautiful <laughs> day in, in the SC and we're going shopping. <laughs> well, we've been working all week. We've been working very hard. Mm-hmm. Ooh, Aditi, I wanted yeah. to mention one thing. Valentine's Day is on Tuesday. That's right. So I want to encourage our listeners to send us Valentine's. Yeah. I think that they should send us e-cards. I think so. Science Valentine's. Yes. To Science Genius Girls. <laughs> I heart science. <laughs> Me too. So yeah, we have a bunch of fun stuff to talk about today. We've gotten some listener requests for Mythbusters, so we'll talk about that first and then go into a few stories. I think the theme today is going to be discoveries. Ooh, yeah. fun discoveries <laughs> of all kinds. That's right, all around the world. <laughs> <laughs> okay. From Australian bathrooms <laughs> to Egyptian tombs. <laughs> She's getting really good at this. <laughs> I'm kind of off today, I'm like, huh, and you're no. like, I'm on. No. Okay, so we'll start with Miss 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 Buster, <laughs> Myth Buster, <laughs> number one. Um, so the law school podcast guys apparently mentioned us. I mean, they mentioned us on their show because I listened, mm-hmm. and um, <laughs> they wanted to know if people if if yawning is contagious or if that's right. just a myth. And the answer is. We don't know, Law School Podcast Boys, wow. because nobody even knows why we yawn in the first place. Yeah. So we can take pictures of galaxies millions of light years <laughs> away, but we have no idea why we yawn. It's amazing, right? Yeah, like such a simple thing <laughs> that people do all the time. I mean, I'll probably yawn once during this podcast. Yeah, <laughs> just think about it, Aditi. See, just thinking about it makes you want to yawn. Makes you want to yawn. I'm squelching mm. a yawn right now. Wow. And yeah, and how can we not understand it? And that was, re- yeah, the... Thing that you printed out said that even baby like fetuses yawn yeah. after 11 weeks <laughs> so we had to do this assignment about goat fetuses <laughs> so goat fetuses swimming in artificial amniotic oh. fluid that's just that's a little sidebar yeah. it was a horrible assignment <laughs> yes. and it was really creepy <laughs> anyway <laughs> yes this has nothing to do with yeah. it. But. Anyway, sorry. Back to, back to yawning. Yes, so um, I guess for a while they thought that people yawned to get rid of excess carbon dioxide. Oh. And then that turned out not to be the case. Hmm. And then they started to think that maybe we yawn because we're bored. But that's not true because people yawn all, all the, the time. time. Yeah. And now they think it might be some sort of societal thing, like assigned to other people of your species. Or maybe... It's just the way that the aliens keep track of us. <laughs> yes, I'm sure. <laughs> Every time right. we yawn, it sends a signal to the aliens. <laughs> like, yep, Suzanne's still there. She's still okay. <laughs> She's alright. Still breathing. I wonder Good. who would be studying that. Like, what department would be studying yawning? Would it be psychology or some That's other? That's true. Because yeah. if they don't know what causes it, yeah, they can't pin it down to anything. Right. Hmm. So the answer, law school podcast boys. Sorry, we don't. We know. don't know, <laughs> but our listeners are, are welcome to, uh, you know, write in with their two cents. Yeah, that would be great. I mean, yeah, and it's not just the researchers don't know either, so it's not like we're poorly informed or right. something. No, right? No, we're geniuses, yeah. but some things are just still up in the air. Yeah, we'll get around to figuring it out next week. <laughs> That's right. 
So and our then, yeah, our second Mythbusters. Do you want to? Oh, go ahead. It? Yeah, no, I was just gonna. Well, read it. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the case of the plane and the conveyor belt. So this was posted on a website recently, I guess. About, yes. Um, okay, so it's a problem that a plane is standing on a runway that can move, like a some sort of conveyor belt that you know can move the plane and. And the plane moves in one direction, but the conveyor belt is moving in the opposite direction at the exact same speed. So they're, you know, in theory, canceling each other out. But, and yeah, so it goes on to say the conveyor has a control system that tracks the plane speed and tunes the speed of the conveyor belt to be exactly the same, but in the opposite direction. And so the question is, can the plane take off? And I guess this has sparked a bunch of controversy, right? Susan? Yeah, I guess a whole bunch of people wrote back to this, <clears throat> wrote in response to this post. It was on, I'll post it on our website. It was... Oh, I don't know what website it was. I'll post it. Anyway, um, <laughs> there was this big argument over whether it could actually lift off. Because I, I guess the person's initial reaction was that it, it couldn't because it's stationary in relation to the ground. Okay. But all you need for a plane to lift off, I thought, was for wind to pass over the wings mm -hmm. and then create that like pressure like thing, lift, that Bernoulli yeah. effect or whatever, whatever it's called. Right. And then it would lift up. Right, exactly. Yeah, and the wheels are just there to you know, make sure, it's more like landing and moving before it takes off. It's not, it has nothing to do with the actual lift that's right. required. So, yeah, so I mean, I guess it wouldn't matter how fast the conveyor belt was going or in what, you know, I mean, if it's, uh, but I wonder what would happen if the conveyor belt was moving faster backwards than the, <laughs> then plane, the was plane would <laughs> crash into the wall and all that money would go down the tubes. It's true. <laughs> So, yeah, feel free to write in with your own comments on this, because I'm not a physicist. I don't know. This reminds me of intro physics when it was like, a rabbit is moving at yeah. five meters per second <laughs> yeah. on a well, treadmill that is moving seven meters per second. How fast <laughs> is the rabbit going right. in relation to the ground? And I'm like, oh, this is so hard. Yeah, and I took, I mean, I took fluid mechanics, but I understand how the plane Ooh, takes you off. You took but fluid mechanics? Yeah, because I'm an engineer, so I did She's take that. She's a PhD material scientist, folks. Let's not forget That's that. right. But <laughs> none of the planes I ever studied were on conveyor belts. <laughs> it's a little confusing. You studied planes then? Well, for, yeah, for fluid mechanics, you have to, you know, that's part of, yeah, like the Bernoulli equation and all these different dimensionless numbers. So, you know, you don't get to build a plane. <laughs> oh, how cool would that be? No, we just had a textbook with pictures of planes. Oh. <laughs> I meant a little plane, not like a... Not like a 747. No, <laughs> no but no, I've never built a plane. Ooh. Tangent, did yeah. you see Flight Plan? No, but I've heard Ooh, it was really good. See, yes, because Jodie Foster plays a woman who designed the airplane that she then rides in. Ooh. And it's a really cool airplane with like a bar. Oh, nice. Yes, Sounds a like very nice bar. <laughs> Well, this is the one where she has a daughter that disappears somehow on the plane. Right. Or, okay. And the plane is huge. I mean, wow. any kid could disappear, disappear in, that, in thing. that thing. Oh, we'll have to see that. You'll hmm. have to watch it. It's very good. Excellent. That has nothing to Flight do with plan. planes on conveyor belts, and I'm no. already getting off on a tangent. It's okay. This is the fun of science genius, girl. <laughs> yes, it is. That's Our true. Our genius takes us many places. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So that's the conveyor belt thing, and feel free to write in and... Tell us what you think, because yeah. I know that many of you are almost as smart as we are. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... All right, and so now we're moving on to our official science stories. Right. The focus on discovery. Why don't we start with the bathrooms? Okay, <laughs> it sounds good. Yeah, so we branched out this time, and also, you know, usually we've just been looking at CNN, now we've been looking at BBC as well. 
The BBC. Oh, brilliant. It. It's a chance for us to use our British accent. Yeah, that's our real motivation for most of these things. So, so a team of researchers in Australia have developed an environmentally friendly coating containing special nanoparticles. Nanoparticles. Could, yay. Nanotechnology. That, um, that could self-clean, you know, your, your toilet, your bathtub, anything that you need clean and disinfected because the way it works is that it's made with these uh, titanium dioxide nanoparticles. So this is titanium dioxide is actually what's in your sunscreen and it's what it, ablo so smart. <laughs> it blocks UV light. <laughs> and so they're using the same concept that if you have UV light coming into your bathroom, like if you have a window, for example. That is so yeah, cool. Yeah, the light would just come in and activate these particles. So that means like they're, they're nanoparticles that are in some sort of, That's you know, like awesome. Windex type solution, I'm guessing. Yeah, and then they just spray it on your, your bathtub or your toilet and then... When the light comes in, it just kills any bacteria on there, and then you can just, you know, either wipe it away or wash it away or do whatever you need to do to get rid of your particles, but they're never going to be filled with bacteria because the sunlight has killed them. So it's pretty sweet. I mean, if they can get this to work on a big scale, that would be really neat. Wait, so what have they tested it out on? They've tested it out on um, surface of coated glass. So just, you know, like window glass mm. is coated with whatever, like something to block the sun, but... Well, if they want to try it out, it out on a real bathroom, they're welcome to come to my house, because <laughs> our bathroom is a mess. Because <laughs> my roommate, mm -hmm. she, like, puts her makeup powder on the counter, like, on the counter, and then she brushes oh, it onto her face, so and so there's makeup powder that, like, just sits everywhere. there and, like, accumulates even more crap on it. And Gross, yeah. Yeah. I wonder, yeah, I mean, they have... What they've tested, yeah, like, could it kill mildew? What, what all can Ooh, it kill? Mildew would be nice. Since we live by the ocean, mildew's kind of a problem yeah. right here. And I know, like, yeah, there's a lot of gross, like, yeah, like, fungus-type stuff because of the humidity and things like that. Yeah. Like, I wonder. Because Australia's pretty dry, isn't it? I don't, I mean, I've never been I there. I think it varies. Yeah, I, I guess that It's sense. geologically very interesting. Yes. Sorry, that's Tell totally different thing. <laughs> My dream is send a ticket to Australia. That would be wonderful. Oh, you can be my yes. favorite person in the world. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Don't send me a ticket to Australia. <laughs> what? Why not? <laughs> I went into a sort of self-cleaning bathroom in San Francisco the other day. Oh, what was that like? It's um, It was on Telegraph Hill. And, like, you put in 25 cents and the door slides open. Okay. Like something in Doctor Who Ooh. or something. And then you go in and then... Like, everything is just automatic. Like, you don't have to touch anything on the toilet because it flushes automatically. Okay. And then the soap dispenses automatically. Oh, nice. And then I guess after you leave, the door shuts again. And it kind of, like, I don't know if it sprays it down, but it does something to make sure everything is clean. Where it's like, everything to be. is perfect when the next person goes in. That's really cool. They need that in New York City. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I've everywhere. Been to some bathrooms in New York City. Uh, and it was gross. Yeah. So. And, I don't know, and then those, like, toilet seat covers get all messy, and it's just... Mm, yeah. yeah. Yeah, the self-cleaning thing would be really... That's really cool. It was. It was cool. so neat, and my friend was with me, and she was very impressed. Nice. She took a picture of it. <laughs> That's really cool. Well, I wonder if they... Yeah, they should tap into this self-cleaning stuff. They man. should. They could make a fortune. They could. I think they're doing that sort of thing. Maybe not the nanotechnology thing, but a lot of that stuff in um, Japan. Mm, okay. Japan is, like, way ahead of yeah. us with that. Yeah, they are. 
They're really good. I think, yeah, people are just more willing to accept technology there than they are here. People are kind of wary of technology, I think, in America still. But That's a good point. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why. But... Well, yeah, because even in this BBC article, I mean, not just here, apparently in England, too, <laughs> because this one woman, <laughs> the Friends of the Earth spokesperson, who they also talked to for this article, <laughs> says such a high-tech material could have some disadvantages. But she doesn't... There's yeah. always possible... To, I think the thing with nanotechnology is it's so new they don't know what all the risks right. are. Right, yeah. And there's toxicology issues and yeah. things. Yeah. And that's the legitimate thing. I mean, yeah, you don't want to, like, breathe in nanoparticles and have them get stuck in your lungs. I do. You get that sexy radio voice, isn't it? So <laughs> What's up? <laughs> anyway, you want to talk about okay. our next story? The next story comes to us from... Britain, again. And apparently, um, somebody found a long-lost 17th century manuscript in the cupboard. I like the word yeah, cupboard. Yes, cupboard. Cupboard <laughs> of a house in southern England. Mm. And it included the minutes of the United Kingdom Royal Society oh. of the 1600s. And so it included correspondences of... Um, I can't think. Oh, Sir Isaac Newton ooh. with some of his friends. Mm -hmm. Yeah, talking about gravity. Talking nice. about, ooh, the discovery. Not the discovery, but a way to figure out longitude. They talked about that. Nice. Okay, tangent. Yeah. Another tangent. Longitude is so cool because for the longest time, they had no way right. to figure out longitude. Yeah. And so a couple years ago, I learned that the reason um, pirates used to be such a big problem on the high seas is because people had to use the same trade routes over and over again because wow. they had no way to figure out where to they navigate. were. Okay. Yeah, so they just used the, the same shipping lanes and that way the pirates could just, they Very knew where cool. they were so they could just yeah. sit there and wait and then attack them. Nice. Yeah, yeah. wasn't that, yeah, like, who, was it James Cook or like one of those Hook? people? No, no, I meant oh. the longitude thing. Yeah, Hook was in this thing. Yeah, no, I was thinking who figured out how to do longitude. I was, oh, was it? I can't remember. Yeah, I can't remember either. Back in the archives of my brain. Yes, listeners, feel yes. free to weigh in. <laughs> anyway, so back to the cool so cupboard. So there's just all this stuff documenting kind of, the not the birth of science, but some of the biggest discoveries in science and... Like, all these crazy ideas that these guys threw out there, and I guess they sort of just brainstormed and right. picked out the best ideas from there. And so now the Royal Society <clears throat> wants to get this manuscript, but they don't have enough money, so That's they're looking so for somebody sad. to buy it for them and then give it to them. Right, because the, all the papers are going up for auction? Is that yeah. whatever the minutes of the meeting are Yeah, I guess the estate, like, everything in this estate where they found it is up for auction. Okay. And so... So yeah, Science Genius Girls want to know why the Queen can't just step in and like sell one of her <laughs> blinging necklaces and buy the stuff instead. <laughs> Hello, <laughs> Elizabeth. This is very important. It's the Royal Society. It's your society. <laughs> you should buy this stuff. You can knight Sir Elton John, but you can't buy the Royal Society's papers. Yeah, what's up? With you know, in America, we would step in. Yeah, <laughs> we would step up. <laughs> Actually, we probably wouldn't, but <laughs> science? What's that? Yeah. <laughs> Did you see the cover of Time Magazine yes, this week? Yes, America <laughs> like plunking a Like blowing up his arm or something. Yeah. <laughs> With a beaker in his hand, or, yeah, like a, whatever. Yeah. It's called Erlenmeyer Flask. Erlenmeyer. <laughs> All yeah. the things we know. But, but side note. Yeah. Side note, yeah. So that's pretty interesting that they just found this. 
Yeah, that's so exciting. Yeah, can you finding a five dollar bill in your pocket? Exactly. Not expecting it. (laughs) Yay! Probably a little better than that. (laughs) It says it was a magical moment. (laughs) (laughs) Magic. And apparently, it includes a correspondence between Sir Isaac Newton and Sir Christopher Wren about gravity. And Christopher Wren was supposedly Sir Isaac Newton's friend, but he proposed that Newton fire bullets into the air to see where they might drop. <laughs> yeah, just give that a whirl, Isaac. <laughs> Let's see what and happens. Knock yourself out. <laughs> Literally. Literally. That's pretty cool, though, because you imagine, like, in this day and age, you wouldn't imagine the top scientists in the country are just sitting around and someone's, like, taking notes and, you know, writing what down whatever no. they're talking about. That would never happen. Any, like, it doesn't happen in America at all. Like, it's really Not interesting. Anymore. Not anymore. Not really. I guess, did you read the book? I didn't read it. The Metaphysical Club? No. Trent read it, and uh-huh. um, I guess, I can't remember if it was about people in Britain, or I think it was in America, like, okay. in colonial America, just these guys coming together, sitting around, and talking about these big ideas. That's pretty cool. Like, Benjamin Franklin was part of yeah. it. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm sure, like, our, yeah, our, our founding fathers, obviously, they sat around and talked yeah. about things, but in science, there's no parallel. It's too yeah. bad, because you can really get a lot done if get a bunch of different people from different backgrounds together. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's enough of that in science anymore. Mm-hmm. Like a think tank. No. We need more think tanks. <laughs> anyway. People are so possessive of their research. I know. They don't want to share. Sharing is caring, scientists. That's right. Get with it. There is no I in team. <laughs> Teamwork doesn't seem work. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Aditi made me, well, she gave me the ingredients for the smoka thing. I mix chocolate powder with coffee and it's having quite an effect. Yes, Thanks, I Didi. see that. You're welcome. Oh. <laughs> Excellent. Okay. All right. Well, well, that was fun. That was fun. So, what should we talk about next? Dinosaurs or Egyptians? Egyptians. Okay, let's go with that. So, you may have heard that archaeologists have discovered an intact Egyptian tomb this week in the Valley of the Kings located just five meters from King Tut. <laughs> You sound like the guy from VH1, the fabulous oh, yeah. lives of <laughs> fabulous lives of Egyptian mummies. <laughs> so yeah, this is amazing because it's completely intact, and they didn't—they weren't even looking for it. I guess it says they just stumbled upon it, and it was in a valley that um, researchers had abandoned. That they—they they felt that the last big discoveries in the valley were, you know, a hundred years ago, and so over it. <laughs> They're so over it, but then someone else was like, no, I'm not over it. <laughs> Let's go back. <laughs> and so they're thinking it might be possibly the, um, the tomb of Queen Nefertiti, who co-ruled Egypt between 1379 and 1358 BC, because and they, they've never found her tomb. Oh, yet. so that was like sort of the Oprah of prehistoric, well, not prehistoric, whatever you call it. <laughs> Never mind. That time frame. You know, whatever that was back in the early days. Yeah. Of the Nile and whatnot. Exactly. Yeah, and it's in, um, they found this in the Valley of the Kings near the city of Luxor. Not Luxor. Con- yeah. I'm like, Las Vegas. Yeah, that's exactly what I was like. Oh, Vegas. Oh, no, just kidding. Egypt. Can you imagine if they found a tomb in Vegas under one of those casinos? That'd be pretty cool. So, okay, pharaohic dynasty, we're, we're not, you know, we're science genius girls, we're not history genius girls, but 
We're not anthropologists. We're not either. anthropologists either. So there's a 63rd tomb to be discovered since the valley was first mapped in the 18th century, and it was unexpectedly found. So it's kind of cool. Maybe they'll be able to, you know, figure out what Queen Nefertiti was wearing. <laughs> her bling. Her bling. <laughs> Maybe they could use some of her bling to get the Royal Society <gasps> oh, papers. Good thinking, Suzanne. <laughs> You should be in one of these think tanks. I'm brilliant. <laughs> yes, brilliant. <laughs> brilliant, excellent, wonderful, superb. <laughs> so it's pretty cool. I mean, I don't, yeah, I don't know how long it'll take them to figure out, I mean, you know, carbon dating and all that. How long yeah. does it take? To carbon dating is just, I don't know, yeah. pretty sketchy. Mm -hmm. Kind of voodoo science, if you ask me. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, voodoo science. We can get into radioactive decay another time, folks. Okay. Yeah. We'll talk about that in one of our upcoming <laughs> episodes. But, yeah, so discovery, discovery. Yeah. But I so. like stuff like that. And I like stuff um, out of Mexico. That, what was that pyramid called? I don't know. We talked about it the other day in class. Oh, right. There's just all sorts of stuff. And people find new tombs and... Yeah, and ancient civilizations. Oh, yeah, it's so neat. That is really cool. Yeah. Hmm. That would be fun to go. I mean, I'm not an archaeologist, but just to go on a dig once in my yeah. life. I think that would be really Maybe cool. Maybe we could write an article about that. We could join Ooh. one. We could write like a, yeah, day-to-day -day yeah. journal-esque type thing about yeah. what we saw and what we learned. On the scene. Ooh, we could pretend to be different kinds of scientists. So for like a month, we could be anthropologists, and then another month, we could be shark biologists. Ooh. Ooh, this is good. This is good. The roving reporter. Maybe scientist. we could pitch this to like the Discovery Channel. We should. <laughs> oh, we could have our own television. Show. Yes, science genius girls take over the world. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it could be like Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen. Exactly. We have science genius world. girls perfume, science genius girls magazine, With science gloss. genius girls. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Anyway, we're going on a total <laughs> One tangent. One more thing, Dee, and then we can we can buy lip. I love lip gloss. Mm -hmm. Send lip gloss, boys. Yeah. What are you? <laughs> It'd be like um, chapstick. What? Yeah. Okay. So the last thing, another discovery. Um, scientists in China discovered the predecessor to the traditional Tyrannosaurus Rex. So Ooh. this one is smaller than the normal one. The normal not normal, but you know, the one you think the of, one that, the one yeah. in all the kids' books. Exactly. This one is smaller, it probably had feathers, and it had this weird crest on its head. That and, is so bizarre, the yeah, crest thing. Like I a mean, tube. Yeah. Let's think of, what are those, remember that cartoon of the little guys with the stuff, what are they called? Never mind. <laughs> the little <laughs> guys a cartoon with horns on their heads. Oh. Never mind. I don't know. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway, hmm. that's off topic. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so it had this crest, and they're not really sure what it was used for. Okay, that's really interesting, because, yeah, they haven't found anything else with a crest on it before, I imagine. Well, not a Tyrannosaurus. Right, right. And so I guess that just got kind of worked out. Huh. And evolutionarily. Yeah, evolutionarily. <laughs> <laughs> totally. <laughs> so that's cool. I mean, dinosaurs yeah. are always interesting. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, I read that. Like, that's the thing that... People who read about science are the most fascinated by dinosaurs and medicine and astronomy. Those three things. Oh. Yeah. That's because it's, well, the medicine thing is just because people are selfish and want to know what's going to happen to them. But then people are just fascinated by astronomy and dinosaurs. That's like the hot, the hot thing to 
well, I mean, not like the latest hot thing, but over yeah. decades of science yeah. writing, people are the most interested in dinosaurs. I know. Well, I'm teaching my paleontology class right now, so anytime they get to talk about dinosaurs, they get they get really into it. Yeah. And then stuff like stromatolites or bacteria, I was into it. <laughs> I understand, though. I mean, that's fine. That's yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Well, dinosaurs, yeah. Just as a kid, I think you're you know you're always fascinated by dinosaurs, and yeah. I went on a dinosaur dig once. You did? Suzanne, you've been holding back. (laughs) Tell us. It was, I think it was eight years ago, and it was with this Earthwatch trip, and I helped um, a scientist from Notre Dame University. Okay. Yeah, so we had to go out. It was in eastern Montana, and we helped dig out this this Tyrannosaurus. Oh, nice. I think it was the pelvic bone. Okay. Okay. And then I spent a lot of time in the lab just cleaning it off with, like, dental tools. <laughs> nice. Yeah. It was really fun. That is really cool. And really exciting. How did you, like, I mean, Notre, you didn't go to school at Notre Dame, so how did you end up meeting, hooking up with this person to do this? Oh, my gosh. That leaf blower man is loud. I know. I hope you can hear us. <laughs> Some background. <laughs> we may have to finish um, soon. <laughs> well, Earthwatch has a magazine that they put out, I think, four times a year, and it lists all of their expeditions. Oh, okay. I get it. Okay. Yeah, so that was one of the cheaper expeditions. Cool. And my it was a gift to me from my parents, so Aww. I went on this trip, and it was just after I'd taken my first geology class, so I really loved it because it put... I mean, I got to see all of the things that I have learned about in geology right. one one And, yeah, use it right away. Yeah. That is really cool. But people were trying to steal the fossils, so we had to go out there with, like, a gun, and there were armed guards around the site. Mm. It was crazy. I thought it was really cool. I'm, like, in a pickup truck yeah. with, with Doc Rigby <laughs> and Sue the Cook, and, like, Sue's got a <laughs> shotgun, and I'm like, oh, yeah! Yeah, that's I'm like cool. 19 years old. I didn't tell my parents about that. No, you about the that gun. detail out. No. That's pretty cool, though. You're like renegade scientists out and, yeah, looking for... It's really fun. That is really cool. Oh, it's neat. We should man. go on a dino dig. We did. We should, yeah. That would be really yeah, cool. Yeah, it would be fun. Yay, dino digs. Mm. Cool. And we could report back to our wonderful listeners. That's right. <laughs> that you guys would want to know. All right. Yeah. All right. We'll wrap it up. Yeah, Time to go shopping. That's right. Yay, Sunday shopping. <laughs> okay, well, um, send Valentine's Day cards. Yes, and keep listening. And we're going up the charts on iTunes, right? I think, Supposedly. Yes. It kind of, it's variable. Okay. I think right after we do a show, when everybody downloads our feed. Right, then we... <laughs> I sound all yes, techy. Yes, you do. I'm like, when you download the feed. <laughs> <laughs> that feed. Mm, I'm hungry. Mm, lunch. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I think we go up, but, um, yeah. Keep listening, though, and tell your friends, and, you know, tell your friends, tell their friends, to get with our friends. I'm <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, we're getting loopy. <laughs> if you want to be my lover. <laughs> okay, now is a good time to go eat. Yes. I think we're starving here. Think we're, yeah, but thanks for listening. Thanks. See you next week. Yeah, have a good day. Thanks. Bye. Bye.